credits are done. We tell you if it sucks, we tell you it's fun. Five knuckle shuffle. We like the movies you do too. With gogs and tabo and shark. And Alec. Five knuckle shuffle. This trip business or pleasure? Pleasure, I hope. Welcome to the United States. Hamer Reinhardt, sometimes called Wolfgar. Born Frankfurt, Germany, 1946. Educated Paris and Patrice Lumumba University, Moscow. Currently self-employed. Occupation? International terrorist. You are to be indoctrinated in counter-terrorist techniques. Deke de Silva, age 35. Born and raised New York City. Honorable discharge, U.S. Army, 1972. 52 registered kills. Occupation, cop. One man can bring the world to its knees, and only one man can stop him. Universal Pictures presents Sylvester Stallone in Nighthawks, coming in April. Uh, hi, everybody. It's Movie the Podcast. It's Sylvester Stallanguary. It's a three-man banger because Gogs is out. No big surprise there. And our special guest is out. No big surprise there. Oh. So it's just Sean, me, and Alec. The three that matter. Yeah. The, th- the heavy hitters. <clears throat> I mean, literally. Let's, let's be honest. If, uh, if you were, you know, st- <laughs> if, if, if this was a, a baseball team, we'd be at the top of the order. You know? That's who you'd want. Alec, obviously, batting cleanup. I'm Dwayne Wade. You're LeBron James, and Alec is the guy who looks like a dinosaur whose name I can't remember for I, some reason. I'm Dwayne Reed. Why can't I think of his name? The guy who looks like a dinosaur. He's playing now? Did he play for oh, the Chris Bosch? Chris Bosch. <laughs> you're Chris Bosch because you're like, the tallest. He does look like a dinosaur. Uh, this week we watched, is it Night Hawks or Night Hawk? Doesn't matter. I think it's Night Hawks. It's Night Hawks with an X like that Tom Clancy game. Oh, shit. Uh, it's a it's a movie. I don't think Tom Clancy can program that game. No, 
Well, I didn't know this. Did we talk about this on the show? Possibly we have. Like, a lot of those Tom Clancy books weren't actually written by no, Tom Clancy. Like well, they Tom keep Clancy talking about now. He died, like, ten years ago. Yeah, but, Tupac, though. But <laughs> even, like, when he was alive, like, a lot of those yeah. books, like, it's weird. Like, there's, like, basically, like, writer factories, and they he, like, yeah. approves them. Yeah, and I, puts I his, came close to getting, like... Doing that, That's not for crazy. Tom Clancy, but just being one of those people who just it, writes like, and... decent money. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. It'd be kind of weird to like basically get zero. You're like s- sworn to secrecy. Like, well, sure, yeah. yeah. But like, you get zero credit for anything yeah. you write. I mean, it's like it's but hard. then again, I guess you're writing like shovel books anyway. Yeah. Shovelware. Well, I mean, isn't that yeah, like, no. Yeah. But uh, except for James Patterson. Who writes his yeah. own shovelware, apparently. Yeah, right. Dude writes like 12 books a month, and they're all garbage. That's crazy. But anyway, we watched Nighthawks. It's a movie with Sylvester Stallone, who's a cop who used to be a like a, a, a commando in Vietnam. <laughs> An and army a, murderer. Yeah. He used to be Rambo. And then he fights Rutger Hauer, who is his job as an international <laughs> terrorist. We'll play the trailer. You'll, you'll, at this point in the show, you'll have already heard the trailer, but the trailer... I'm going to go ahead and say it. Uh, it's a little bit of a spoiler about my opinion of the movie. The trailer is way better than the movie. The movie the, is boring as yeah. piss. The, the trailer <laughs> is fantastic. Yeah. His job, cop. 53 confirmed kills, Alex. Like, as a cop? Does he work for Baltimore? <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, Chicago. And then Rough rise Rut- people. Rutger Hauer. Terrorist. His job, international <laughs> terrorist. Is that a job? That's more of an occupation, That's what right? they say. It's his job. Uh, so yeah, we'll get into that. Uh, He's a freelance terrorist. Yeah, but then he gets. Aren't they we'll, all? We'll get into no, it later because no, his no. character Cause makes you work for ISIS. You're not also doing shit yeah, for IRA. His character is freelance terrorist. Guys, are a lot more popular in the early nineties. Yes, yeah. his character makes no fucking sense no. because they act like we'll get into it. But he acts like a, they they basically say he's a mercenary. But then he has like personal ideology. He's like, also fly. <laughs> like, yeah, well, he's <laughs> yeah, he's fucking cool as hell. But, <laughs> All right, anyway, what do y'all watch this week? <laughs> Alec! Oh, I watched One Piece of Shit. Ooh, one Piece of Shit? It's awful. I watched Left Behind. <laughs> the Nicolas Cage one? Yeah. Why? Oh, oh my God. Dear God, why? That movie is trash. Well, no shit, dude. Is he part trash. of the tribulation force? <laughs> I'm not making that up. I think they uh, shit canned the rest of the sequels. <laughs> so, did you know? I'm sorry. Any, just uh, if it, I, it's so weird. You fucking brought that up. That movie, because I didn't know this. I was watching some YouTube thing. They're talking about controversial video games. And before the Nick Cage movie, they made like another movie, like yeah. Kirk Cameron yeah, produced. Yeah. It was movie. like a trilogy. It was three of them. Yeah. And well, it was also like a best-selling novel series from yeah. Christian Psychopaths. I own those, and I read those. Why? <laughs> they were like, I bought one of them because it was. I feel a, like we're learning was, shit about Alec. I didn't want to know. It was like a wall. It was like a Walmart, and the cover was real cool. I was like, oh, that's a cool cover. Oh, you didn't know what it was? No. So oh. I bought it and I read. it. I was like, oh, it's religious. But, but now the, I gotta every, read the rest of them. Every time they came out, they were like eight bucks. So yeah. I was like, I'll buy it and read it, whatever. Yeah. But Did you like, read the whole series? Yeah. Oh my god. But those people aren't even like real Christians. Like the, no, they're just the rapture isn't like a real thing. No, don't tell them. That. I mean, <laughs> but anyway, let me rephrase that. They made a. The, they the made Bible a, isn't a real thing, but right. this is less so. They made <laughs> this is less real than the they Bible. They made a video game about oh, it, and it was like it made a lot of people the first upset. Message. No, it's like a it's like a weird is like it a kart racer. It's like a weird top. It's like a real time strategy Ooh. game or something. 
But people were upset because like basically XCOM? it like yeah it like uh, well that's a, a turn based strategy game. Uh, what's the uh, difference? Real time. Oh, real time like, like a command, command and conquer. conquer. Okay. Um, but if people were mad because I guess it like casts like non Christians as the villains and you like murder them wholesale. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the so the how's the film? I'm sorry, the film is horrendous. Yeah. So these books, it's like a ten book series I can't or something believe like you've that. Read all those? <laughs> it's like a you should teach a class. It's like a Alec t- does read incredibly quick though. You yeah. read very fast. Like I, you yeah, like I'm a speed reader. Like yeah. I knock out books like he when I'm into it like fast. We're perfect combo though because I read short books and you read fast. Oh, I, I read, read Sean's he read your book, book in, like, at the convention <laughs> like before lunchtime the first day. <laughs> like we set up. Yeah, I read it, and then it's like, oh, we're hungry. Let's get some food. Yeah. Alec has a gift where, like, I I have like very, I'm like very bad at reading. Is it one of those things where you read and like you just you read fast enough that your brain kind of fills it in later as you go? Like you're, yeah, yeah. it's almost not like skimming. Yeah, but, like, nah, I, yeah, I kind of read yeah. the same way. See, I can't have any <clears throat> distractions. If I read, I put like maybe some like ambient music on, and then I focus on the book. Alex at, like, a comic convention reading and, like, people yeah. are talking. Like, I couldn't... I have a hard time doing that. I can't focus. Anyway. Sorry, Alex. Go ahead. So there's ten, ten of these. There might be more. There's ten, ten, ten of these books. Ten, there might be more. It's a fucking saga. So this movie... It's a decology. <laughs> this movie covers, like, the first... 20% of the first book. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. They had plans. Like, it is... So I... You guys know what it is. It's about the rapture. Right, yeah. right. So Nicolas Cage is a pilot. He's in mid-flight from New York to London when the rapture happens. Long. Half the people on his plane are gone. He can't get a hold of anybody at any of the towers. So he turns around. Like, in the book, that happens in the first, like, 100 pages. Right. And then, like, he gets back and other things happen. Right. In the movie, it's the whole fucking movie. And it's so goddamn boring. It's like Sully. The acting is horrendous. <laughs> is anybody else in it? Of Chad no- Michael Murray. Oh, like God. I recognize his name. I don't know what else he's been in. Sounds very familiar. Leah Thompson's in it for like five minutes. Fine ass Leah. Thompson. She's uh, she plays his wife who gets raptured like immediately. <laughs> She's like, I'm why, out. Why did you even bother casting an actress that you have to pay? She was like there for like the get weekend. some rando for like fifty bucks. Maybe yeah. Cage wouldn't do it. Maybe he's like, I can't be married to some fucking nobody. Yeah. It's got to be Leah Thompson. <laughs> um, Jordan Sparks is in it. Jordan, the singer, Felipe Sparks. Won a, a oh, the big, Idol. the big linebacker girl. Yeah. Right, she's huge. Yeah, she's like six two. Isn't she's, her her, her, her dad's a football player? He's a safety for the Giants. Yeah. yeah, or corner. I can't remember something. Secondary, back. secondary player. Um, but God, so in the books it gets into <laughs> literally like, God. Yeah, in the books it it starts like the Antichrist comes into play. He's like the head like, of the UN, right? I watched like yeah. a video essay. He's the about head it. of the UN. Why wow, that's not well, they like ele- at all. They elect him as head of the UN, and then he slowly turns into the anti- he's does, Antichrist. Doesn't he have like some kind of like hilarious evil name? Nikolai Carpathia. <laughs> His, his original name was Lou Seifer. <laughs> Lou L L O U C Fur. But like this movie is impossibly you could have just named him like Vladimir Bloodbath. <laughs> like who's gonna elect Nikolai Carpathia to anything? Did George you Lucas know. write that name? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> the movie's so fucking bad. 
Let's go back to Jexo Jetsu's fifties diner. <laughs> Clag <down> the <laughs> Captain Bone Admiral Bone pick. Captain, I'm a bad guy. <laughs> Count the fairy. Count the fairy. the prequels. No, there was a, um... That's the Patreon What was the one show, guy's right? name? E- e- all of them? Yeah. Elon Scumbago? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was the guy that sold cigarettes. Yeah. At, yeah, yeah, in the second one. Selling Lucy cigarettes like it's Baltimore <laughs> circa 1997. Sin sticks. No, death sticks. Death <laughs> Sorry, Holly. <laughs> we gotta watch the prequels yeah. at some point. Let's just do it for March, just for fun. Just... Yeah, don't watch Left Behind. It's not good. Well, no. when, it's, why it's why not in the world good. did you watch it? Well, I, you saw, read all the books? I saw it on there, and I was like, I read the books. Like, you it was forever. Netflix? It's on Netflix. Yeah. It popped up like in the thing, and I was like, I knew that Nick Cage had been in one, but I kind of forgot. And I saw it, I was like, oh, Nick Cage is kind of had kind of a insane resurgence. Let's see how this is. Was there any like fun Nick Cageiness in the movie? Because no. even like bad movies, and he's usually so. Wacky. Would it have been better if, it's he, like if he played flat um, and boring? Razor Blade or whatever the guy's name was would have been better if he was the Antichrist. Maybe. But the Antichrist doesn't show up. Did um, they make they any more of these plane? series or no? No. No, that was it. They were like they had planned a bunch. <laughs> Ten. At least. <laughs> they like did fifty to cover everything at the it's rate like they're that going. Fucking King Arthur movie that I can't stop bringing up where they had plans to make Seven. nine of those fucking things. Seven. Seven. Don't be ridiculous. Seven. <laughs> Seven. Seven. Um but yeah, they had plans. They had plans for uh, a bunch of them, but no, <laughs> they stopped that Ugh. real quick. Anything else, Alan? No. <clears throat> Sean. Oh, um, I watched one thing. One thing. I watched uh, Disney's Solo: A Star Wars Story. That Ugh. movie sucks. It was pretty bad. Um, it's not the cinematic abortion that like everybody has made it out to be. Like it's oh, not like, like I did. the worst. Well, I didn't pay for it. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Um, and I already heard so many negative things about it. the The biggest issue with the movie is that like this is gonna sound stupid because all movies are this to an extent, but it feels like a product. Oh yeah. It doesn't feel like there's like any art to it at no. all. It's just like it, it's just a big commercial for itself. Yeah, and it's. Flat. The, the action sucks. The um, the it, the whole movie's hampered by everybody doing impressions. Yeah, like bad. Yeah, and uh, like I know people have been like, "Oh, well, Donald Glover is good," and it's like, no, he isn't. No, he's not. He might be even worse than uh, Hansel Aldenreich or whatever the fuck that guy's name. Is. <laughs> Hansel Aldenreich. <laughs> what is his name? Is that his name? I don't know. The, the young Han Solo. Yeah. The guy um, from I knew this movie either. was going to be a problem. Like. Because there's a perfectly serviceable joke at the beginning of the movie where he's driving his, his speeder or whatever they call cars. Right. And he, the robot's like, no, you must obey the... And it, the robot gets hit. Its head flies off. I'm like, okay, that's a fine joke. But I know yeah. they're going to ruin it. And then, like, the head lands. It's like, protocols. Oh. Thanks. Um, the, the movie is, like, the most out-of-order movie I think I've ever seen. <laughs> like, the... It... Like, that train sequence feels like the climax of a movie. Yeah. Uh, they introduce the whole team to be killed off 
in t- ten minutes? Two seconds, yeah. Right am, am I supposed to be emotionally affected by that? Yeah. Because like it works in Rogue One because you're with that team like the whole movie. When what's her name dies, Sandy Newton. Yeah, when Th- she feels like she just doesn't want to be in the movie anymore. Yeah, it was just like what? Oh, no, I'm done. And and Woody Harrelson doesn't care. Like it's literally like does not give up. That next scene happens, and it's like, they don't, they don't even fucking reference it. Woody Harrelson isn't bad in it, but, like, everybody else is really bad, and he seems annoyed, almost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't hate the staging of that train robbery, although, like, in a world with, like, three-dimensional flight, why they would use a train for anything is baffling. I just find that scene really boring. I don't think it, like, it could have been very exciting, but that just feels really... But, like, there's you just... know what it doesn't have? It doesn't have any stakes. Did you see it? Yeah, yeah I follow the theater. Um, it's just like movie pass. Movie pass. <laughs> it's got so much like where it just has to like like it's, it's so much cartilage to the other movies that like I think the movie would be like functional if it wasn't for that. Like yeah. so the the I don't have any people. Oh, we'll call you Han Solo. It's like now wait a minute now is. Is Solo mean something in their whatever space language right. now? Because, like, if it does, why has nobody referenced it in any of these other movies? Right. Like, I thought it was just a goofy space name, like Han right. Solo. Like, so why doesn't Luke, when, you know, Han's leaving in the New Hope, be like, yeah, that name really suits you, Han, or something. Right. Like, well, it's because they wrote it no, after be, the yeah, fact. It's yeah, it's fucking they, stupid. Yeah, it's fucking retarded. Yeah. Like, nobody has used the phrase Solo or commented on it other than referring to this surname in any of these movies. But you know whoever wrote that thought they were fucking clever and oh, shit. so fucking dumb. Yeah. And, like, uh, Amelia Clark's, like, one of the worst actresses on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> She's horrible. Also, like, they, uh, so they get separated. One of the things that bothered me about the movie is, like, they, they make it this, like, plot point that he's, like, you know, the, the two of them get separated from their, like, slave planet or whatever. And he's yeah. like, I'll go through the galaxy to find you. And he goes through war. And then he just randomly comes across her at, like, a party. Well, he also, I mean, I, just like, I don't oh, care about cool. that, really, but, like, it's more that, like, they can't decide what they want young Han Solo to be. They want to be this, like, really nice, like, right. go get him kind of guy, or to be the Han Solo that we understand, and it, like, fluctuates between the two sometimes in the same scene, which also, is a problem. Also, his, like, his arc doesn't make sense, because then he does the same arc in A New Hope. Yeah. It's just like, like at one Maybe point, you could help the Rebellion. <laughs> no, I'm not into it. Ah, uh, maybe someday. Oh, God. It's just... Um, I don't know what the fuck Paul Bettany's trying to do in this movie. It's like he's trying to do uh, what's what's the guy from um, uh, Eddie Redmayne? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they them. The one thing I trusted the most in this world, dude. I totally watch a Jupiter Ascending over oh, Solo any day of the week. Right. At least they're trying something. Yeah, dumb. It doesn't work. At least they're trying. Be people. Uh, it just brings up so many questions that I don't need in my Star Wars. Like Did you now, like Darth Maul showing up. In well, it? no. Hang on. Let me get to. This, this plot point about the robot rebellion. Oh yeah, are the droids like slaves? Like because like that casts everybody in a totally different. Like every like right. little cute thing they try and do, like really makes you ask weird questions about that. Like were they engaging in basically slavery the whole time with these robots because they're all sentient? Right. Yeah. And like it's like oh, I thought they just had personalities. You know they had personalities, yeah. or whatever. But that was their job. Like right. his job was a mechanic. Is what else is he gonna they're do? They're like the animals in the Flintstones, right? But like now, it's like no, they're like legitimate slaves. Like yeah. we have enslaved these like sentient creatures, and like yeah, and the Chewbacca's. Yeah, and I don't know how to feel about that. And like it's yeah. like he owes Han a life debt, but really Chewbacca breaks them out of prison by bashing that pole down. Also, Chewbacca is like a murderous like monster. Like I don't really need that. Yeah. I don't 
And, like, I know much has been said about him, like, speaking the Wookiee language, but, like, why would he know that? Like, at, like, I speak a little bit. Like, we understand that nobody in this universe, like, besides Han Solo, speaks that language. Well, I don't know about you, but didn't you always take it... That he just le- picked it up yeah, from being around so long? Buddies because that, that makes sense. Right, that's what I... That's um, how I this, said. he just, like, by happenstance, yeah. knows this language. Yeah. Like, why? I don't know. It, it would be funnier if he just lied... Right, that would be more Han Solo-ish. Like, yeah, he said that, and then the thing looks at him, because obviously he understands English. Right. Um, they go, like, a really long way. And I didn't realize those dice are actually in the Millennium Falcon and old Star Wars movies, so whatever. I'm are they? Yeah, they are. Oh, because I didn't either. But they make such a huge deal out of it in the movie, it's, like, fucking annoying. Well, it's just, I mean, it's the whole movie, right? Because, like, you find out where he got his blaster. And, like, what like, is it with gas all of a sudden in Star Wars movies? Like, when did this become such a crucial plot yeah, element? Like, need that fuel. It's a big deal now, yeah. And then even, like, I know that stupid Kessel Run's going to be in the movie, and fine, whatever. But, like, it's so anticlimactic because it just looks like you watching them watch a movie. Yeah. Because they're just sitting in a set looking out the window at all this computer shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, the movie's, like, impossibly long. Did you like the poker scene that didn't make any fucking sense? Because they're, like, showing you all these cards for Flib Glob. And out of context, like... I don't hate the scene. But because of what it is, right. I know what it is, I don't like it. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. Um, that kid can act. Like, he was in uh, Hail Caesar. He's really good in that. fine. But, like... He's really bad in this, yeah. and I don't think it's his fault. I wouldn't say like everybody's bad in it. Not Woody Harrelson's fine, but you know, the movie sucks. It's and it's really dark. Like, and I don't understand like why it's so dark all the time. Like, it's like a fucking permanent night. Yeah, and what it's, is space? It uh, it, but it's, if it's if you're gonna make a grimy Star Wars movie, that's fine. Like, I, that makes more sense than like grimy Star Trek, which is a whole nother thing. But, like, it's too, like, sanitized to be grimy, and, like, yeah. it just gave me a feeling, really, of, like... And I talked about this with Nate on the other show, which I haven't put up. I, I think I'm starting to get kind of fatigued with, like, this style of movie. What do you mean? Like, even, like, the kind of, like, lesser Marvel movies and the DC movies, this kind of, like, big formulaic origin blockbuster movie, I'm just kind of sick of it. Oh, yeah. I just well, want a movie to be a movie. Like, well, I can't... I mean, I, I don't even... I'm I sure. don't need movies to be, like, TV anymore. Like, TV should be TV, and movies should be movies, and, like, I like those Marvel movies, of course, and I'm excited... You know, I want to see Avengers and all that shit. I'm not super excited about the new Spider-Man movie. Oh, I am. I'm just, like, a little burnt out on it, like... I don't know. Like my thing, my thing is, I've said it the whole time. Like, why did this have to be about Han Solo's fucking first adventure? Like, why like, couldn't it just been, make up anything? Else. Why couldn't it just been some random adventure that he was on, like in the middle of his life? Because Nate brought up a good point. He said it feels like an anthology of Han Solo stories. This movie, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like three different, like whole adventures. And, and like the his way, biggest hits all happen. And, yeah. and the boom, way boom, the boom, fucking boom. movie leads you to believe is that this is basically right before A New Hope. So yeah. it's just like, so he had one adventure really before right. fucking A New Hope. That's totally not how Hey, give me the uh, Han Solo, what is it, the, the boy's life? Or this yeah. boy's life? Or what the hell is it? The oh, uh, yeah. River Phoenix and Robert De Niro, or Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro. What are you talking about? The one where Robert De Niro's a stepfather and he's like the abusive scout master. Oh, like, yeah. give me something fucked up. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Give me something a little weird. It just it just feels like a product. Like uh, it feels like a movie that's made by suits. Well, thanks to that and uh, the Last Jedi, it's better than Last Jedi, though. Yes, uh, I don't even think it's close. But but thanks to those two movies, now they're like fucking scrambling for the next one. There's like rumors that they're bringing everybody back. That there's like time travel, so they might fucking retcon. I told fucking you, Last there's going to be a huge course correction with that movie. Yeah, and 
<laughs> it's hilarious. I can't like, wait. All the fucking articles that are coming out about the next one is just hysterical. Like, it's just like like insane speculation. Yeah, like, yeah. it feels like it feels like the nukes are in the air and everybody <laughs> on the news is just trying to figure out where they came from. <laughs> but uh, yeah, anything else? Sean? Nah, that was it. Who's left? Um, Gog. I watched Zootopia. I watched my wife watch my kids for five minutes and I went downstairs. <laughs> Uh, what did I watch? Oh yeah, TJ. I watched. I'm gonna say uh, two things, but two things. We, we talk about uh, TV that's semi-related to movies occasionally. I watched the first two episodes of True Detective season three. Yeah. That is directed by show favorite Jeremy Saulnier. Um, did he direct season two? That was terrible. No, he oh. directed. He he. So he was supposed to direct like the entirety of season three, but then left due to creative issues or something. Mm-mm. Bless you. Thank you. And uh, and uh, so he left, but he still directed like the first three or four episodes. So these first two episodes he directed, and they look like something he directed. It looks amazing. Uh, the first two episodes are really, really good. Um, it kind of feels like a retread of season one of True Detective, but I'm fine with that. Like, it's about three... It's about... Instead of two timelines like in the original True Detective, now it's about three timelines and how they intersect. It's about... Children being abducted. It's going back to the wheelhouse. Uh, actors whose whose name I can never fucking remember. Maher Mahershala Ali. Yes, he is unbelievably fantastic in this. Like the guy he, can act. He's bro. so good that he makes Stephen Dorff act good. Oh shit! Stephen, Stephen Dorff is the partner, and he's really good in this. Ooh. But old Stephen Does he vape. Old no. Old Steven Dorff kind of looks like Beast from Beauty and the Beast, that Ron Perlman show. He's got this, like, Jesus weird, like, long face, like... Uh, like per- Eddie Furlong? Yes. <laughs> Man, he should have been in it. Fuck you. Uh, uh, <laughs> so I can just I can just bring that up looking at it. But I really like the first two episodes. I can't wait. I am a little apprehensive. Do you think it's going to take a huge fucking I'm worried. Dive. I mean, there, he left for a reason, yeah. right? Uh, first two episodes are really good. Because Nick Paul Dollars is back. Like, no, bro, what you gotta do is make one of them queer, because that's edgy. <laughs> well, he did that in last season. I know, yeah. that was the joke. That was the fucking worst. Like, fucking Taylor Kitsch is like, I'm gay, and it's like, I'm supposed to be like a bombshell revelation. Listen here, Mr. Robot, I brought you aboard this private plane to tell you I love dudes. <laughs> okay. That, that actually happened. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Alright, the other thing I watched is a movie that I had to... Bring up on my phone because the title's so weird. I, I there's no way I was gonna remember it. I watched "Have a Good Funeral, My Friend." Sartana will pay. Uh, I stumbled across this on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime has a ridiculous spaghetti western selection. I, I it's spaghetti. Uh, spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, spaghetti. <laughs> yeah, you really spooked me. Um, that's it, Tim and Eric. But, uh, so Sartana. Was a uh, magician that does spells backwards. That's Zartana. Oh shit! Uh, <laughs> with the stockings, big fan. Um, he was that guy in GI Joe that became the president. That was Zartan. Okay, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, the guy who lived in the jungle. He was that's that, Tarzan. He was that oh. French philosopher. Sartre. Oh, oh man, uh, joke too smart for the room. Damn. Well, it's not really. It doesn't have a czar in it. Sar, Zar. So doing a thing. It's going. Yeah, he was right. a schoolmaster in Deadpool too. Eddie Marzan. All right, let's move on. Come on. So, I didn't know his name. He played Cyclops. John Marston. No, that's the guy from. <laughs> that's the guy from Red, Red Dead. Dead Redemption. James uh, Marston. Anyway, do you think Sar- they're related? Probably. <laughs> 
So Sartana is a, a spaghetti western series made in Italy, like 100%. Like a Django kind of thing? Yeah, I had no idea it existed. Um, there, so it was one of those things where I literally just picked one with the best title. Which number movie is this? I have no idea. Oh, okay. Um, but there's like 13 of them. Okay. And they're all on Prime. And they all have... Re- and apparently... As I did a little more research, because I was fascinated by this after I watched it. There's a robot. It. You know? Yeah, there's a robot in one of them. It's a Western movie with a fucking Ooh. robot. Uh, anyway, Have a Good Funeral, My Friend Sartana Will Pay is pretty great. It's If you like kind of the, uh, a spaghetti Western, but you like it a little more cheesy, kind of like a Euro horror cheesy. Yeah. Um, because, like, Sartana is, like, a gambler, and he does shit, like, where he, like, throws cards at people and it, like, sticks in their hands okay. and shit. But it also, like, stumbles into, like, being great art at times. Like, there's a scene where... So, Sartana uses, uh... His, like, weapon of choice isn't a, a revolver. It's one of those, uh... Like, repeater guns. Yeah. I think that's what they're called. Yeah. The, like, the rifle like with the, with yeah, the yeah. fucking... <clears throat> the cowboy action yeah. underneath. So, like... It's a cowboy action. That's use. what that's called. No, right? I know. Yeah, but, uh... Anyway, so there's a scene where he's, like, chasing these guys. Uh, this is... This is funny. And, and so, the... He's, it's the typical, like, Western thing where he comes into town and there's, like, there's, like, two factions in the middle. Yeah. Or two factions on either side. Gets thing. He gets in the middle. Yeah. Um, but it's also, like, this weird story about, like, like, uh, uh, land grabs. It's fucking weird. It's definitely, like, the plot is very strange. Um, but at one point he's killing... Subtitled or dubbed? It's dubbed, which is fucking hilarious. (laughs) Because you can tell it was all in Italian. Yeah. And then they, they redub it in English. But... He's chasing these guys and shooting at them, and the guys are on this this horse cart, but they're on the back at the back of the horse cart are four coffins, and there's four bad guys shooting yeah. at him. So as he's killing the bad guys, they're, they're falling, falling into, the, into the, coffins. the coffins, which is fucking hysterical. But there's one point where there's this great shot where it's it the it's from the perspective of Sartana's barrel, yeah, and it like moves and it's like face the camera's facing Sartana's face and the, it's like the camera's like on the barrel. I'm like, how the fuck did you get this shot? It looks amazing. Probably the camera on the barrel. But like, how in the seventies? Like, I, they probably had a PA underneath the fucking it gun looked, holding it up. It while the looks up fucking. There. I mean, there's a lot. There's, of a, stuff. there's a great. Uh, this has nothing to do with anything, but in one of the. Um, this, what is the Shogun Assassin? What is that called? Uh, the Lone Wolf and Cub. Lone Wolf and Cub. I don't know if you've ever heard about this. There's a scene where it's a first-person shot of a guy getting his head cut off from the guy that gets his head cut off, which yes. they accomplished by literally just throwing the camera up in there, which they broke. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I'm trying to see how many of these films there were. But, uh, it's great. I fucking loved it. Is it like two and a half hours long? It's 96 Ooh, minutes. <laughs> No, it's it's ninety two minutes long, so it's okay. nice and short. You get in, you get out. Um, like I said, all of these movies are on fucking. Uh, how does it not show me what? Where, how many films are in this series? Um. Anyway, it, it all of these movies are on uh, Amazon. I am definitely. What did lo- you watch it on? Amazon Prime. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking forward to uh, watching the rest of them. I was a big fan. Um, the and the lead guy looks exactly like fucking uh, uh, what's his name Thomas Jane. Oh yeah, like he looks just like. Ooh, him. Maybe they should remake these with oh, Thomas Jane. Also, there's a hilarious like karate fight in the movie because yeah. one of the guys that's that's in the middle of this land grab is this old Chinese man that like throws proverbs at him, which is fucking hysterical. But he's like he he's like in a like a. 
I don't know, like like a rickshaw cart. He yeah. like runs a gambling house. And he's in this like he's in like this ornate like Chinese outfit. He looks like like something out of like Mortal Kombat. And he's in this thing. He looks like an invalid the whole time. But then at the end of the movie, he like pops out of the cart and starts a like, karate kicking everybody. It's fucking hysterical. I loved it. I love this movie. I thought it was great. They should have it at the Charles. That's where I saw Django for the first time. Highly, highly recommended. Um, oh, um, in case you're interested, I am. You might be interested. Everything. Um, the uh, Battle Without Honor Humanity series is also now on Amazon Prime. The new restored ones Ooh. that Arrow made. Yeah, I will definitely watch that. Uh, there are. God, I like. Why is this information so hard to find? I don't know. I'm looking at the 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 wet, the cowboy western the, the spaghetti western dot net, and it doesn't tell me the exact number. They don't have like a fight database for. Yeah, basically, it, it doesn't tell me how many fucking. Well, the movies. entire collection is eight hours long, so I don't. But anyway, uh, pretty great. I highly recommend it. So. So here are the movies. All five films. If you meet Sartana, pray for your death. I am Sartana, <laughs> your angel of death. Have a good funeral, my friend. That's all. Uh, light the fuse, Sartana is coming. Sartana is here. Trade your pistol for a coffin. Trade your pistol for a coffin. <laughs> all great titles. Those are all great album titles, too. Also, and I posted it on Facebook, but the fucking cover to this movie is fucking awesome. They're all like hand painted covers. Yeah. They look fucking badass. The uh, Drew Struzan Sartana covers. Yeah, I mean, I, I love it. So, big fan. Highly recommend it. Check it out. But that's all I want. Check it out. Check it out. But yeah, they have um, the, so Prime also has a lot of the uh, Django movies. Yeah. Oh, and the Vengeance originally what I was on Shutter. Oh yeah. Yeah. Fuck dog. All right, Alec, what'd you watch? We already did oh, Alec. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. All right, let's talk about Nighthawks. Um, Alec. Yeah. What happened in this movie, Alec? Oh. <laughs> Not much. Um. <laughs> so Sylvester Stallone starts off the movie in drag. Yes. Oh, in chases this weird the- like nurse leather face outfit. Yeah, yeah, because you were like Alec was like, uh, "What's wrong with her face? Like, <laughs> yeah. It looks so fucking weird. It looks like plastic." But she, so she's about to get mugged. Takes the purse and knocks a dude out with the purse. Whips around, pulls her face and wig off, and it's Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, with a full beard. Yeah, it is like. Quaffiest quaff of hair you could ever imagine. Amazing in this. Like, and then in his nurse's outfit, full like old school, like candy striper outfit, like white running shoes (laughs) or whatever on, hawks this mugger down. Yeah, and they're cursing the entire time. Can we give a special uh, achievement award for the line, put your puss in my hand? Oh, yeah. No, your puss, put it in my hand. Uh, you, Billy D. Williams also like comes in and just like picks up the scraps, like kicks a guy, like hilariously, oh, yeah. like, like field the goal. dude's on the ground, like probably close to unconscious. And Billy D. Williams like tees off on yeah, him, right. kicks him in the ribs like as hard as he can. Yeah, cool, yeah. And his name is Matt. Yeah, Matt. Uh, it was a Matt Fox. Fox. Matthew, Matthew Fox. Fox. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, then oh, Sylvester so Stallone's name is Deke. De yeah. Sylvia. Deke De Sylvia. He's got, a, he's got a thing with names. Yeah. He's got some I, weird names. I remember names. that Italian guy, sort of like the, for the racially uh, incompatible names. You got a black guy named Matt and an Italian guy named Derek. <laughs> yeah. That's what Deke's short for. Oh, is that it? I've, yeah. never, I've never met a Derek. Derek De Silvia. Yeah. yeah. De Silva. Um, Let's just switch their first names around. I think it's less boring <laughs> that way. 
Then, oh God, like, there's not a lot that happens in this movie, but it jumps around a the lot. The beginning, a lot, like, a beginning is like <clears throat> pedal to the metal because it's, it's like I, the, I think then we cut to London. Yes. Uh, weird looking Rutger Hauer blows up a department store after sniffing a lady really creepily, <laughs> creepily like. The lady's hot though. Yeah, oh, the yeah. lady is hot. She's like she got that hot. sexy British accent. <laughs> big into that. Big ups, big ups. Um, big respect. It's like snat. It's like the beginning of snatch where they cut through like eighty different geographic locations. Yeah. Yeah, he makes a phone call, says that he's like whatever his goofy Wolfgar. name was. Wolfgar. Wolfgard or whatever. Yeah. And uh and he's he's like the beginning doesn't make any sense because he's like, you know, I'm my next move is gonna be big or whatever. He's somehow been like ousted from international terrorism for some reason. For, yeah, like that was too big. Too, he did too good of a job because he killed kids. Oh, yeah, that because that's that what bomb. terrorists are worried about. Like you killed too many kids. Yeah, yeah. what's and what's her name? Shaka, Shaka, Shaka delivered Shaka the news. Shaka was hot too. Oh yeah, yeah. She's if you're like I mentioned to these boys, she's the bald alien chick from the original Star Trek movie. Yeah. Shocket was uh, Rudger Hauer's like uh, Guy Friday or whatever. So his Guy Friday, <laughs> Wolfgar, <laughs> Wolfgar, who's conservatively like in his mid to late thirties, forty. Yeah. Then is at a college party playing guitar. Oh wooing, my god! Wooing scene, college girls. The scene is so great. An informant shows up and says, "Yeah, I was caught, and the police—they don't know nothing, but they followed the informant there." So Wolfgar hides an Uzi behind the guitar. Well, apparently he's had the Uzi the whole time yeah. behind the guitar. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, did he just where did ha- it come from? Did he just had the Uzi behind the guitar. That's the only reason he had the guitar. Oh, he shoots an Uzi through the guitar and kills these dudes. Then kills the informant, <coughs> but he doesn't know that the informant had his passport in his pocket. Had Wolfgar's passport in his pocket. Yeah. So now Interpol knows who he is. Yeah. And now the movie He's stops for yeah. an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah. And then it picks up again for about a minute. <laughs> and then credits. It's like if uh, White Blood Cells started with Fell in Love with a Girl and then played the rest of the album. is kind of like the pacing problems with this movie. Uh, that's, a, that's a weird reference, but yeah. It's a, it's a <laughs> I mean, have you heard the rest of that album? Yeah, it's very I'm like, all right with it. I like it. But, oh. the first, but that song is a banger. The Deadly on Dirty Ground is a great song. It, it opens up that, that album. Uh, it's not fast. Um, uh, uh, this movie has a hilarious um, <clears throat> debriefing scene that lasts for like an hour. Real time. <laughs> yeah. Like, watching time. And they keep... Just telling... So, like, what happens is is that Stallone and Billy Dee Williams are, like, vice cops, and they're, like, breaking up drug houses by, like, just murdering drug dealers <laughs> and stuff. And then Stallone is like, I gotta go visit my Oh, I did love that scene where they break into the fucking, the coke dealership or whatever. It's yeah. like, hey, motherfucker, watch your motherfucking these threads, man! Yes, it was <laughs> awesome. This motherfucker. The, co- the, the fucking coke dealer's like, how, many, how much money you want for this motherfucker? And I Billy, ain't the last motherfucker all my motherfucking money. There's so many, like, the cursing in this movie is great. If we're yeah. giving five knuckle shuffles for cursing, it'd get a ten. I yeah. mean, they're all... Billy D. Williams is like motherfucker this, motherfucker that. Stallone is cursing. It is the is, Lawrence of Arabia of cursing? They curse a lot, which is funny. So yeah, they they break up some drug deals. Then Stallone's like, I gotta visit my girlfriend at this weird Come mall slash yeah. whatever the fuck at it the was. skirt store. Yeah, 
And then she's introduced to be introduced later <laughs> as the victim. I don't know what. Cause I, that that whole scene was just completely. Well, also like her boss implies that she should suck off a customer. Yeah, and yeah. Very strongly, and then stares at her and Stallone. Yeah, it was weird. Like, like they're having a conversation, and the boss is like, you can see him between them, like probably thirty feet away. Yeah, just standing there with his arms crossed, staring at them. Like a creep. Oh. Stallone also looks awesome in this movie. Everybody looks pretty cool. Like, Stallone's got, like, like amazing leather yeah, jackets. Tim Gunn directed this movie. Yeah. Like, at one point, he's, like, strutting <laughs> down the street. He's got, like, flare pants and, like, beetle boots. He looks he pretty goes, fucking awesome. He goes, they go to set up a sting. Or, uh, like, basically, their thing is uh, Matthew Fox and... Derek DeSilvio <laughs> they like what is it a honey trap honey it's pot just, yeah. honey pot they yeah. like they're undercover yeah but they they, they call them the decoy oh yeah decoy division Stallone is the decoy yeah. but they're decoys but not really no he's the These decoy are the two most remarkable looking men in New York City <laughs> BT does Stallone's a decoy sometimes in drag sometimes not <laughs> criminals attack him yeah and then he beats the fuck out of him. It's a sting. It's like a prostitution sting, but like it's that for every type every, of crime. Every, yeah, every type of crime. Um, so hilariously, they're in the middle of one of these things, and they're in, like in the middle of the deal, and this patrol car just drives up. They're like, hey, man, we got orders changed, and Stallone's like, what the fuck are you doing? They're like, fuck your mama. The guy, the, 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 the beat cop's like, Throw the orders at them. <laughs> fuck you. Get back to the fucking precinct. Oh, He's like, fuck you. I just this movie was as good as the beginning. Yeah. Oh. The beginning is great. Yeah, I was really expecting something special. And then it <laughs> stops. Then we yeah. go. Legit, that briefing scene is like, if you stitched all those cuts together, it's probably 25 minutes long. So, what the debriefing we're talking about is they bring in an Interpol agent. They tell Stallone and Billy D. Williams that they're off the decoy beat. And they're going to be now like counter terrorists. Yeah, now they're counter terrorists. <laughs> and they got Which it, is, uh, for like a modern reference, is akin to you writing a story about Batman and then getting switched to cover a high school sporting event. <laughs> which not how newspapers work. It's fucking hilarious because they're like, "All right, well, you're counter terrorists now," and they're like, "Why?" And he's like, well, you know, you were a nom and shit, so... You have military yeah, military experience. Yeah, so there you go. And it's just like an hour of them, him and Billy D. Williams playing grab-ass yeah. at a desk. And, and the fucking, the British guy that comes yeah. in and tells him about Rudger Hauer, literally just, they repeat the same shit over and over and over again. And in the middle, and, and, and at first, you were just thinking that it's one class. But we kept noticing when they cut back to Stallone and Billy D. Williams, they had different clothes on yeah. every time. And in the middle of all this, Rutger Hauer blows up like Wall, like Street. Wall Street. He blows up all of Wall Street. And and then they cut back, and Stallone's like, "We've been in this class for days." So it's like, "Oh, this is this is the passage of time." Um, they're at so point, bored. Billy D. Williams holds his hand up, like they they're sitting hand. next to each other, but he's holding his hand up like, like hold my hand, and yeah. it's a weird way. <laughs> Stallone grabs. It. He has a fucking joy buzzer on his hand. Oh yeah, and shocks Stallone. He's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, and then Alfred Molina's dad yells at him to pay attention. <laughs> this movie's weird. <laughs> It's, it's definitely weird. weird. Well, apparently there's another cut of this movie where it's like a lot more focused on Rutger Hauer and what he's doing. Makes sense. So they had two versions of this. They had the Rutger Hauer version 
and the Stallone version. They tested both of them. The Rutger Hauer version tested better. Stallone's like, nah. is that <laughs> yeah? So Stallone had like a final cut. That's probably why there's so much of that fucking briefing scene in it, right? Because it's supposed to be shit that Rutger Hauer is doing. The movie does feel incredibly disjointed. Yeah, like it doesn't feel. Well, you said Stallone edited it. Yeah, he did the second edit. Wow. Yeah. Because it feels like all over the place, and then it just stops. Yeah. It's like, I, I can kind of see that, because the beginning is like, well, Stallone and Billy Williams are badasses, and, like, that's cool. Well, it's like, any time you see a movie that's not Fury Road, and there's a lot of chasing in it, that yeah. feels like filler. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh, shit, we gotta stretch this out. There's a lot of chasing yeah. in it. And this. a lot of foot chasing in it. It's not a particularly dynamic. They're not jumping over shit. It's no, just, like, it's just, just long hallway yeah. runs and subway runs and... But, like, not a whole lot happens. Like, they go to nightclubs. There's a hilarious scene where uh, Stallone and Billy Dee Williams go to a nightclub while they're blaring uh, Brown Sugar by the Rolling Stones. You know what this movie reminded me a lot of? Mm. La Samurai. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. (laughs) Uh, It's the spiritual successor to La Samurai. (laughs) It's like everybody's really cool, but nothing's going on. Stallone, like, draws this really crude picture of Rutger Hauer, and he's, like, convinced that he's Rutger Hauer, and then Rutger Hauer sees... He doesn't even know they're cops. But he knows the guy's, like, fucking eyeballing him. So, so like, he pulls a gun out in the middle of a crowd of yeah. people and just shoots this woman well, in the back. Was like, he Wolf screams yeah. his name in the club. He's like, Wolfgar! <laughs> and he just whips around, fires... Are you to me? No, my son's also named Wolfgar. Ron Wolfgar license plates. <laughs> Blast the woman in the spine. Oh, she's fucking done. Yeah, so. she's so done. Yeah, she's at least Christopher Reeves. <laughs> it's the last song she got she's to hear got in her life physics. is friggin' uh, Brown Sugar by the Rolling Stones. I mean, oh, yeah. it could be worse. It's a good song. Yeah. But yeah, and then that leads to a subway chase that's like super boring. Where this like movie is very boring. <laughs> they have a hilarious scene where, like, like uh, Stallone tries to get on a subway car. He's like, the door's locked. Well, no shit. Like, you got Stallone who's like at prime beef. Oh yeah, like, he's a beef. He can't force these other subway car open. Then it looks like he's gonna peen the window open, but he doesn't. Disappointing. <laughs> um, what else from there? Like, they get he gets a Rutger Hauer. There's not away. enough terrorism in this movie. No, like there should be like escalation because he blows the one thing up and then basically they chase him down and he takes that tram car hostage. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of the movie. But he really he doesn't have a plan. No. When he takes the tram guard off, he's like, I'll get us a bus. Is it like one of those like pro day workouts, like where he's just hoping some terrorist squad will sign him after watching? Well, him? that's the way they that's the way they describe it. Because <laughs> the, when the Interpol guy shows up, he's like he's trying to get the the international crime world's attention. Yeah. But then when he's when Rutger Hauer takes over that tram car, he's talking about how he's a liberator and all this, which is not. That doesn't jive with what he's doing. No, and you expect Stallone, because he's like, a liberator, huh? You expect him to be like, how you liberate with your $500 shoes and all that, but he just goes, a liberator, huh? <laughs> and Rutger Hauer goes, yes, it's funny, isn't it? Oh, that scene's hilarious, well, too. Sylvester Stallone's hovering yeah. over an empty... So, like, <laughs> so, like he, Rutger Hauer takes over, like, this cable car, and, like, Stallone has to get, like, lifted into it by, like, a steel cable... Yeah. And he's talking to Rutger Hauer, but the way it's shot, you're talking for like ten minutes. Yeah, you think that he came into the cable car and like is standing there, but then they cut and you see he's actually still just hanging. No, they don't even do that because he's still talking and he starts to lower (laughs) (laughs) And then that goes into like he's like, "Get me a bus," and Stallone's got to drive it. 
and that's and, and release all these terrorist buddies of mine by ten o'clock. Yeah. And then Stallone gets a bus. I don't understand this part at all because like he gets a tape recorder of the the British guy. Oh yeah, talking about talking Shaka. about his female partner, and then so Stallone picks them all up in the bus because it's not it, the scene calls for like it's the terror. It's Rutger Howard saying something bad about the woman, right? But it's just like Shaka Williams, right. dangerous bitch or whatever, right? And she's like. And yeah, it's weird. But everybody already knows who she is. Do you think there was something else there originally? I feel like there's a lot of other things. Yeah. Because it doesn't make any sense. Anyway, so there's like a team... It's it's This is like so fucking like anticlimactic. Like there's a, a team of snipers like all around this bus. Yeah. So Rutger Hauer... Like everybody took the sniper loadout. Yeah. Like fucking... So, of course, when... Uh, so, so Rutger Hauer's assistant gets blasted. Then Stallone tells all the hostages to hit the deck. Uh, Rutger Hauer somehow jumps in this bus, drives away with, like, 8,000 people shooting yeah. at him, and then just careens into, like, the fucking Hudson River, or wherever the fuck they are. Yeah, the bus looks like fucking Edward James Olmos's face as he's driving <laughs> away. And then, this is probably my favorite part of the movie. Uh, so then, uh, they can't find Rutger Hauer. They find his, like, house, or they find his girlfriend's house. Oh, yeah, in the bodega. Yeah, and then Stallone is like, he's going through just random paperwork, and he's like, oh. He gives it to Billy D. Williams, he's like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's great. <laughs> and then you find, then you cut to uh, Stallone's girlfriend, the girlfriend that was, that, was, that was talked about at the very beginning of the movie, literally like one scene in the movie. And then you see that uh, Rutger Hauer is coming in, and he's gonna, like, presumably murk the girlfriend yeah. of Stallone. In a scene that takes... 30 minutes. He sneaks and creeps so long, it's like, alright, man. It's a cool looking shot, like, it's like, it was cool when they did it in Manhunter, but there's a lot more yeah. things going on. Um, yeah, it, and you get Chekhov's drag, because... Yeah, <laughs> Stallone is actually the one that's in drag the whole time. Yeah. So the original screen. version of this script what was supposed to be... I'm not doing anything, I think my TV's about to break. Oh, fancy. Oh, uh, that's fun. Oh, nice. Uh, we should probably end this soon. Um, the original version of the script, what? Oh, it was supposed to be the French Connection 3. Are you huh. serious? And then Universal bought it and reworked it into this. Well, that's different. That's very strange. So who is supposed to be Popeye Doyle? Well, him. Uh, yeah. Gene Hackman. Hackman. But they, he didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. That's and they were going to team him up with Richard Pryor as a wide, cracking police so officer. So they got another black. So they made a totally different fucking movie. Apparently this movie was edited to shit by the uh, MPAA with, for violence. That's what yeah. Sean said, like yeah. Extreme violence. It really wasn't that violent. Well, I think it was prior to. Yeah. And who knows what that actually means from um, back then. So, yeah, so... Then Stallone shoots Rutger Hauer, and then it just kind of ends. Well, he literally, he goes and sits on the step, and it just ends. Yeah, credits roll. Which is fine. Um, but anyway, uh, five knuckle shelf time, since my computer is breaking. It's not a computer, it's your TV. Yeah, but I don't have another monitor, so I don't know what I'm doing. I'll get up to your phone. Run through your phone. I can run it through the TV. Phone monitor. How am I going to hook it up to my phone? With a cable, like this. Okay, thanks. Big size. I bet you can do it. I can. I have a. If you have to scroll all over the place, it's going to be a nightmare. But anyway, uh, five knuckles from Jeez, this is tough. Yeah, this is a tough one. Um, I'm gonna give it five. It's gonna be like right in the middle to five. 
Yeah. Like, it has some really good stuff, but also it's boring as shit. <laughs> it really like, is boring. The opening 20 minutes and the last five minutes are awesome. But then, like, the middle hour yeah. and 15 minutes is just like, what? You know how we always talk are about... Are we s- recording over shit we've already recorded? No. No, okay. we've only got 40 minutes. Oh, okay. We're good. Um, the short one. This is, yeah. uh, this is like, the soggiest of... It's not even a middle. It's like a soggy movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like... It's like I, had, I had such high hopes and such promise at the it beginning. It starts so well, and the music is cool. Yeah. Like, yeah everybody looks cool. Everybody looks amazing. Everybody acts cool. They said motherfucker like a thousand times. So much Sylvester Sloan's doing his fucking like, cool walk. Oh my god, he's literally strutting. It's, yeah. It's great. Hmm. But then... Yeah, and then it just... When, when, when the international terrorist gets to America, everything is boring. Just like in real life. They, should, they didn't need all the Interpol stuff. No. Like, it could have just been those two cops trying to hunt him down. They didn't need 20 minutes of briefings. They didn't need any of the shit with Hartman. He could have just been... They could have just been the same kind of cops and just stumbled across. I want to see yeah. the other cut. I want to see what was supposed to be going on inside of that briefing scene. Because I'm sure that, like, all that shit in the briefing was shit they shot was meant to cut down. Right. But they're just like, oh, fuck it, we'll just use this because Stallone's in the whole thing. Even though he's literally doing nothing. Yeah, you're probably right. I wonder, is that cut available anywhere? Probably not. Well, I know that it. Scream Factory like put put out this movie <coughs> recently. I don't know if it's like a special version. Uh, anyway, did you give it a number? I give it a five. Five. It's just like... I'm going to forget about this as soon as I walk out the yeah. door. Yeah, it's like... I'll like, be like, did we watch that? Oh yeah, I guess we did. Yeah, yeah. Alright, Sean. Three. Three. Oof. I really want to like this movie, and I'm upset... That it doesn't allow me to. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's not fine. Like, there are things that are, like, really well done, uh, but they're very few and far between. And, uh, I didn't like it. Yeah. And I really wanted to. And, like, I feel like they it's a lot of wasted potential. I feel betrayed. Yeah. It ruined my childhood. <laughs> you know, I'd never seen this movie until now. Killed my father and raped my mother. Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, alright. Three, yep. Five and three. Average of four. Uh, I'm TJ. Gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and give it's it a, a ten. It's a no. I'm not gonna. <laughs> it's a four for me, dog. It's <laughs> just below fine. I don't. I don't want to give it the. The, the trailer is great. The though. trailer is great. The <laughs> music is great. The parts that are good are like really good because like Stallone and Drag is is fantastic. And, Swerve and it's. Like, awesome, I don't know, but, like, it, I can't give it higher than a four, because it's just not, and, and it affected me more than just fine, because, yeah. like, I, I, like, like you guys just said, I felt like it opened so strong, it leads you to, like, oh, it's gonna be fucking good, and then it just, opened so strong to carry us away, and then it's just, just, yeah, that's, that's the, that's, can, it's raspberries, that's my review, raspberries, Alright, so, not a great movie. What are you going to do? Next week, I guess it's up in the air who's going to pick. We've all had our picks, haven't we? Yeah. Gogs had a pick, you had a pick, <coughs> you had a pick, I had a pick. So we've done four, four of these? No. Yeah. No. No, you're going to give your pick to Anthony. This was. This is your pick now. This is my pick. So, isn't this uh, so Gogs didn't pick yet. Yeah. I, picked, I thought he did. I picked Rocky Balboa. I picked, uh, picked Rambo so or Gogs, First Blood. Yeah. Okay. Great. So we may as well just pick. So the, it'll just be one of our. We may our as well picks. just decide the grab bag yeah. pick now. You know, Sean, or you know, uh, Gogs won't be here. Hmm. Uh, 
Anyway, so next week we'll see. We might even well, have if it. no gogs. We're watching Avenging Angelo. <laughs> oh shit! No, we gotta watch. Uh, is that the one? What's the one with his like fucking awful Yakuza tattoo? Oh, bullet, bullet in the head. The head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> looked pretty good. I think his name is like Jimmy Bobo. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's his name. Jimmy Bobo. <laughs> I don't want to watch Get Carter, but you know, like since since now the veto rule is all Stallone, yeah, it's not it's not like I feel like we're obligated to watch any particular movie next week. No, and we may have Anthony next week. I'm not sure. Yeah. Who yep. Knows? There's uh, New Orleans hitman Jimmy Bobo, spelled thusly. Oh boy. All right, everybody. That's the show. All right, everybody. Fuck gogs. Fuck boys. Fuck boys. <laughs> Consensual boys, though. And, uh, legal boys. Legal boys. That's right. Legal boys. Legal boys. www.legal. Don't boys. ask us the age of consent anymore. Just, just wait for eighteen. Yeah. Just be safe. I heard a joke. I think it was on Comtown, and it was like, it was like the joke was something. I'm, I'm gonna fuck it up, but it was like, you know, in certain states, the law, the consent, the the consent laws are different than others. And if you know that, you probably should just go to jail right now. <laughs> Like, if you're following that closely yeah. with consent laws, there's probably something the matter with you. All right, everybody. Go uh, eat each other's butts. Mm. Yum. I was always uh, kind of one who'd like to consider myself kind of a, a pioneer of the palate, a restaurateur, if you will. I've wine, dined, sipped, and supped in some of the most demonstrably Bema epitomable bistros in the Los Angeles metropolitan region. Uh, yeah, I've had strange looking patty melted norms. I've had dangerous veal cutlets with the copper penny. Well, what you get is a, a breaded Salisbury steak and a shaken bake and topped with a provocative sauce of Velveeta and uh, half and half. <laughs> Smothered with Campbell's tomato soup. <laughs> you see, I had kind of a... Uh, well, I ordered my veal cutlet crust and left the plate and it walked down the end of the counter. Waitress, waitress, name I read, boy, she wearing those rhinestone glasses with a little pearl thing clip on a sweater. My veal cutlet come down and try to beat the shit out of my cup of coffee, but coffee just wasn't strong enough to defend itself. <laughs> Hawks at the diner, Hammers 49er. There's a rendezvous of strangers around a coffee on a night. All the gypsy hacks and the insomniacs, now the paper's been there. Now the waitress said, eggs and sausages and a side of toast. A coffee and a roll. Hash browns are easy. 